Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion Knives. Live from the campus of Top Radio, under the direction of Guido, Scoot, and Johnson, it's the pride of podcasting. It's Got Your Ears On. Hi, everybody. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. I'm Guido, along with Scoot. Hi! And Johnson. Big win, Guido. Big win. Big win. The biggest win over a ranked team since the 2012 Orange Bowl, I see. Yeah, we remember that one fondly. Nice, nice, nice. And uh, it was uh, it was a great day. You know, West Virginia takes the win over a ranked K-State, 37-10. to 10, and Go back to that for a second. You said this is the biggest win since the Orange Bowl? Biggest win over a ranked team ranked since team. the 2012 okay. Orange Bowl. Yeah, since the Orange Bowl. Yeah. Still... No, I, that's amazing to me, really. Well, I mean, yeah. John Antonick tweeted it, so I take it as... As truth. Exactly right, because right. that's the way I read John Antonick's tweets. So, But uh, the, the question that comes out for me is, why was K-State ranked 16th? Like, what, what was I missing? Well, I think, not to downplay anything, because I still think it was an awesome win, but I think it's just a continuation of kind of this weirdo ranking that we have top 25 that we have this year guido because i kind of thought the same thing but you know i again i don't want to take anything from it because they they had been playing solid ball and we we put together what i thought was like a full a full game for once like all three phases but we're back to being also receiving votes so that's right you know that's that's good for west virginia pretty much in the on deck circle scoot for the top 25 if you will as we have been off and on all season we are the 28th runner up. Yes. That's that's about right. One way to look. Yes. That's good. That's about that's the way to look. But I think the the key, the you know, what it comes down to this weekend is again defense, defense, defense. I mean, the defense limited K State to forty one rushing yards total. Um K State's you know, it was Will Howard, the freshman quarterback for K State, had a hard time. It was just a bad matchup overall. Like our defensive line, their weak offensive line. Um, just overall, it would, and, and and on top of all of that, I think Tony Fields must have got yelled at so much last week in the practice <laughs> that he showed up ba- uh, like major, like he was everywhere on Saturday uh, with 15 tackles. Yeah, I mean, he just kept pouring it on. He's our leading tackler to begin with, but you felt like he was just everywhere watching yeah. the game Saturday. I had a good feeling about him because he was wearing a loose fitted long sleeve shirt underneath his uniform. Oh, okay. This, right. this, that's key for you. I mean, it's it's not a uh, usual thing, so it kind of stood out to me, and uh, it must work. So defense looked great. I mean, there weren't a ton of sacks. There weren't a ton of there weren't a ton, really. A, there were a decent amount of tackle for losses. Six of them. Two only two sacks for the game, but you saw some other things. Those were back to back. Yeah, and Darius Stills and. Uh, Scooty's favorite, Jared Bartlett. Was it? Don- I think it was Dante. Yes. Was it Dante Stills and or it was Dante? Prince yeah, it was, yeah. yeah D- Dante and Jared Bartlett had yeah. the two. No, sides. no, hey, whoa, right. whoa, whoa, Prince Akeem, Prince Akeem. No, it was it was Jared Bartlett. Yeah, That's well, fake news. That's fake news. <laughs> it was Prince Akeem. I mean, we're looking at the box I'm, score, Scoot. I'm bitter about this. I'm going to look it up because I am almost positive it was Prince Akeem. Looking at the box score, Scoot. I stand corrected. It apparently was not Prince Akeem, but. It felt like a sack. <laughs> I'm a little bitter about that. Anyways, takeaways, three takeaways, including 
uh, awesome for Dylan Tonkery to get the pick six. So cool to see him get get to have that after being in the program for a few years. So uh, great for him. Um, after the game, I think the big news for me was it's 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 a definite now, boys. Darius isn't going to take that free year of eligibility he he could have gotten, and he's definitely going to go for the NFL because he tweeted after the game. Yeah. I can't believe I only have two more home games at WVU. Right, so. and he didn't add in 2020 to the end of his tweet. Like no, no. So we're we're, we're just all inching a little bit closer. To, I mean, you know. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't well, want to see him go. It's not normal to have like a thirty-year-old defensive end. <laughs> no, and I mean, at his position, at his position, and yeah, you're right. At his position, you know, that's you want to get to the NFL. You don't want to. You don't want to hang around. But anyways, defense looked great. Was really happy. Time of possession was great for us. On the offensive side of the ball, um, I feel like it's like a. It was like a a, a mixed bag. Like there were good, and there was there was good, and there was bad, and there was. I think there were the second half felt to me and coach kind of said this a little bit in the post game press conference. Like they just really were trying to run clock in the second half. Uh, they, they knew K state couldn't score on them. And it was, and I think we had tweeted the, or we had texted with each other that the first half was so long. It was like a two hour. Yeah. It was a long half. I was like, this game's not going to end until six o'clock tonight guys. And, uh, and then we just blew through the second half. Cause all we did was, you know, run the ball and, you know, eat clock is pretty much the same. Well, and I think Guido, I wanted to just hit on really quick too. I think to me, this was another game where the defense leads the charge. You know, I feel like we're always talking about the defense leading the charge for the most part in games so far, but this felt like a game where we get to see what happens when the defense just has a solid, I mean the, excuse me, the offense just has a solid game to supplement it, to pair with it. I mean, we had te- we were texting each early each other early in the game um you know we don't think this offense needs to be geno smith stedman bailey Tavon austin we just need them to score some points we need deggy to manage the game and then we need the defense just to do what they do and i think we need to give some credit to you know we poked some fun in last week's episode at the receiving core because of the performance in in lubbock and i think the receiving core had a, a really nice game Saturday against Kansas State. Some really nice plays, really nice scores from people like Winston Wright. Um, uh, BFW got in the mix. I think he went over 100 yards. So, and I think they caught, you know, they caught passes when we needed to. We converted third downs a lot better than we did in Lubbock. So, to me, you know, we came out of Lubbock thinking, do we bounce back? You know, wow, that looked really bad. And now we're getting into the meat really even before we get to this November schedule we've been talking about. So I was just really happy to see them come out and play a solid game on offense and see the receiving core maybe get some confidence. Coach back. Brown said in his post-game press conference that he wasn't concerned with the drops in the wide receiving core. And he said the best thing he did last week was to stay off social media. Yeah, he said he didn't right. look at his Twitter. He didn't he didn't retweet anything. He didn't look at any social media because he knew that all it was going to be was drops, drops, drops. I mean, we we were as guilty as the next person, yeah, too. Yeah, and we were. Know? We were poking fun at that, too. But he said that he he just asked those guys to, hey, just keep doing what you do. Just keep working at it, and, and it'll come around. And at least Saturday, you could you could tell that they had a much better game. Yeah, I the offense, I was uh, okay with the offense. I still am waiting for more big plays. Um, 
Letty ran the ball like Letty runs the ball. I uh, did. We did get to see him kind of take the ball to the outside once or twice, which was kind of nice because primarily we've been watching him run between the tackles. Um, I have never called Bryce Ford Wheaton BFW, so that uh, by Johnson has thrown me for a loop a little bit, <laughs> hearing him call him BFW. I like to go BFW. I like it, but uh, I was kind of thrown off by that. Um, we caught the ball this time as opposed to how we've played in the last couple games so that was a nice but I still I feel like there were times where I'd like to see more out of Jarrett Dagey than what we're seeing uh in the first quarter I had pretty much written him off and was calling for Garrett Green because I've already gone ahead and bypassed Austin Kendall (laughs) um so I was uh ready to get some blonde flow under the dome under the helmet and uh turn him loose but I just you, think that we need to step off that a little bit. Scoot. We we ask a lot of these of the offense, and I think just if you just if you just go box score, Scoot, because you've got it up in front of you now anyway, right? You go thirty four attempts for Deggy, no interceptions, and he puts two scores alongside three hundred plus yards, three hundred one. I like saying three hundred plus because it sounds better. Yeah, right. Um, and then you've got Letty with he goes over a hundred yards and Sinkfield even had 85. So I think, yeah, you know, I I'm with you in the first half when I'm kind of, there's still some plays here and there where I'm like, Oh man, I wish he would just get rid of it. Or I wish he would, you know, um, you know, maybe not take a sack or look like he's, you know, he can see the field a little better, but I think we're too, I think we're too rough sometimes on that. I think they're getting the job done. And that's what I mean to me they came out and played a really solid game. And if, if they can kind of put that together and not do anything that puts the defense in a short field or, you know, just let the defense do what they do, then I, I love games like Saturday. Yeah. I mean, Scoot, I feel like you're lumping yourself in with all of the crazy people on social media and Twitter who are like after the first series saying, bring in Garrett green, let's see Garrett green. Like, like, and, and, and here's the thing, like I, I, I get it. Like, people are frustrated and get frustrated when we don't score every single series. Like, but you know, it's Garrett green, like you, even against a team like we played this weekend in K state, which wasn't a spectacular team, even against K state, Garrett green might have one or two things that look flashy because he's going to be new to them and new to us, but he's going to get eaten alive in the long run anyways. And that's why Jared Diggy looked so good last year when he came in because that nobody had tape on him. None of these schools had an idea of what he was going to do. And this year, everybody's got tape on him. They understand his game a little better. And I mean, I just, I think it's, it's very premature to be, to be throwing Jared Diggy out with the bat, like a baby out with the bathwater. Your favorite phrase. I don't even get that. What do we throw with babies in bathwater? Is so, this John, Johnson? What saying, is this old timey phrase you have? Oh, yes, ask I'm me. Just, Let's. Uh... I'm just saying, don't get caught in that that the craziness that's out there. That people are, you know, like it's the same people that are complaining about Coach Brown and the play calling and all that. Like, would it be the same people that c- c- criticize the gold helmet? No, because that that would that would be Johnson. He criticized the gold helmet. Yeah, don't lump me in with other crazy notions just because I don't like the gold. It paid off. But Scoot, if I told you they were five for five in the red zone, nine of eighteen on third downs, you'd be happy with that. They're top. They're top ten red zone team in the country right now. You've got a running back who is eighth in the country in yards and seventh in the country in touchdowns in Letty Brown. So, again, top 10. You know, uh, 
the the offense is working. It's winning games. You I know? mean, Scoot, I'll give you this again. What I like to see, you know, Gino throwing to Stedman or Tavon hauling it down a side. Sure, of course I would. But I'm just saying, I'm trying to add some perspective after these games, even though it's not flashy. If it's getting it done, I'm I'm happy. That makes me happy. Well, let me ask you guys this about moving forward from from here and thinking about West Virginia athletics in the Big 12. Will defense win the Big 12? Like, can you win the Big 12 conference with having the best defense in the nation? Yeah, I think you can win any conference in, in the country. Well, the I think, I think to win the Big 12, you're going to have to have the best. I'm, I'm gonna, let me restate that. In order to win the, the Big 12 without a big offense, you probably need to have the best defense in the nation. Does that make sense? Yeah, because everyone's going to be putting up points. Right, You've got so to be you better to have the best defense in the nation if you're not going to keep pace with the offense. I mean, Deuce Vaughn has been running all over everybody this season, and then. But Guido, you didn't even you didn't even know he was in the game Saturday. No, he didn't even it, he didn't even register. He had twenty two rushing yards. Like, and we watched him. So that's what I think I'm saying too. We get we get lost a little bit because we want so much out of these games. But I I remember a couple Saturdays ago, even though K State playing with a different quarterback, who I think would have been better suited against us Saturday. They ran all over with Deuce Vaughn. They ran all over Oklahoma and made them look terrible. So it was super satisfying to not even really know that Vaughn was on the field Saturday. And I think, you know, nothing against Will Howard. I think he's he's a big guy. He's obviously been successful in some other games. But I think against us, we had him confused from the first quarter forward. And they just never got in a rhythm. It was really really a good performance. And one I wanted to bring up specifically was I thought that Mahone had one of the best interceptions I've seen in a long time Saturday. Just the the fingertip strength to hold on to the ball and not lose it as he was fighting with a um, K-State receiver to go to the ground. That was great. I mean, it was takeaways like that that we were just firing on all cylinders. I How thought. did you feel about this weird story about the quarterback's connection to Carson Wentz that they kept trying to force feed us with yeah they were really trying to make that a storyline weren't they yeah i still don't even understand the connection like i don't get how this kid from pennsylvania going to kansas state has anything to do with carson wentz going to north dakota like how are they the same i'll be honest with you i didn't really put it i must have missed some filler because i didn't really understand I i don't get it this is this is a typical espn just trying to Make a story. Here's something to talk about. Yeah, right. Here's this kid went 785 miles to a college, just like Carson Wentz went 800 miles to a college. Aren't they the same? Well, and then they were like, it's very rare for, you know, schools to recruit kids from clear across the country. And I'm like, well, not really in the Midwest. Like, there's a lot of people who go, there are a lot of guys from Florida that go to play in texas there's a lot of guys from california that go and play in kansas you know i don't know it was, yeah that, that i feel like it was a stretch it was yeah, a stretch was the whole best. time yeah. i one other thing i wanted to bring up too i i tweeted at scoot during the day saturday because once once evan staley went down which man i hated to see that because it looked like one of those Guido, why do i always immediately think the injuries worse when it was a non-contact like fluky looking thing so as soon as you saw that replay and i saw staley 
grabbing his knee, I looked at the person I was watching the game with and I was like, oh crap, you know, that, that looks like one of those weird, like probably worse injuries than it looks. Well, it's, it, it, it always seems to be that way. It's always like there's a fluke injury that ends up. And I knew when I, and we said that we were texting around and we said like, when we saw that happen, it's like, oh, he's, that's ACL. That's something bad. Yeah. It, I was like, ACL, great. ACL, a lot of times those are not like, for whatever reason I've, uh, you see them not all often, but you do see them in soccer. And I've had uh, players tear an ACL in soccer, and when it happened, the the most vivid one, he was by himself. He just tried to plant and change directions, and that's kind of what happened to Evan Staley. I could kind of tell. Yeah, that that's exactly what it looked like. Looked like he was drifting left, and then tried to kind of cut back to the right to make a tackle, and that's when his knee gave way. Because he ended up tweeting later in the day or even i think it, actually it may have been this morning um scooch you brought it to my attention that he announced he was having surgery and he'd be done for the season so i just really hated to see that i hate it for him but hopefully he can get the get that done with and get the healing process moving the good news is casey lake came in and did a really good job hit a 45 yarder that yeah. was awesome to see um and it's going to be fun to talk about casey lake the kicker I just thought maybe, you know, Scoot might need to get warmed up and just let Coach Brown know, you know, if he's I mean, got I mean, we can't expect Casey to just be everywhere with his with his leg. I'd probably have to find a graduate um, program, but the good news is uh, as a graduate, I guess I wouldn't really be a transfer since I already have a graduate degree from there, but as a graduate student, maybe I'd have immediate eligibility. I would hope so, yeah. M- maybe. You know what I'm I'll tell you what I'm most excited about is this coming weekend when we play Texas cuz we'll have Casey Leg the kicker, and then on Texas you've got Dicker the kicker on that side. So it'll be fun. Kicker names will be fun for ESPN. Oh, it's ABC game, but it'll be fun for the crew this weekend to uh, to do to do that. Well, so speaking of Texas, Guido, I think we've opened as a seven point dog um, at Texas. I think it's a noon kick Eastern for us. Yep, on ABC. And Texas is fresh off of their win. At Oklahoma State, which was, I mean, you can't argue that's a quality win. So they're going to be pumped up. And it's that's always a tough trip for us to make down there to Austin, too. So it, it'll be interesting. I mean, we had a good win last time we were there. So that's that's something to remember. But, um, yeah, it, it, it should be interesting. Going back to this game, though, and sticking with kickers, uh, I think Tyler Sumner's out. Colton McGee did the two punts that happened over the weekend. So it's interesting to see a change there as well with uh with the punt game yeah and i think guido i have to say it before you before you have a chance to leave i thought special teams did a really good job this week again another week where i mean i guess you had the muffed punt uh from sinkfield um but other than that there was no real you know it wasn't keystone copish as yeah, we had and I seen thought, previously you know coach brown talked about it in his post game and i kind of felt that way coming into the game i think k-state's a pretty solid return team you know you got to really pay attention to their returners and for the most part we completely bottled them up so yeah. another solid point to that game i just thought all around it was just a quality game i want i think it's back to uh you know it's back to building the program to where it needs to be and and he he said, Coach said in his post-game press conference that he's finally starting to feel like they're getting closer to what he's trying to get them to do. That they're not there yet, that they that he's he's got a really high level of buy-in to the program, that the the kids are starting to fall, the systems and the plans and all of that. And 
you know, th- I think this all goes back to, and I, and you have to remember, I think this year everything's been so messed up, anyways, because they lost so much team togetherness time, and what time they did have together during the summer and the off season was over Zoom, and so it was probably hard for them to build those connections and and make that bonding that you need on a football team, and. I mean, I was happy with this. I mean, we had picked this game from the get-go um, as, as being a loss. And yeah. so I'm yeah. happy with the win. I'm happy with where they're heading. Um, and Can I tell I, you I, one thing I'm not happy with? What's that? And this is just me, and I'm going to say this, and I can hear I can hear Kreitz on Twitter already hitting thumbs on keyboards. But it makes me that much more frustrated with losing to a trash can scoot in Lubbock last game. Because – now it feels like with this Oklahoma State loss that the conference, I mean, it was already feeling wide open, but now it feels even more open. And I know it's coulda, shoulda, woulda talk, but you you don't lose to, to that in Lubbock. And then you come and have a game like this. Not only do you have some momentum, but you're sitting pretty good at five and one overall. I think four and one in the conference. I mean, it's you put yourself in interesting position. Well, five and one going against Texas that probably moves that from a noontime game to maybe a primetime game and and I think I think we all agree that for whatever reason in order to get votes and recognized by you know whether it be coaches polls or or AP polls the teams that play at night tend to get more recognition and so if we had if we were five and one we'd obviously be in the top 25. We would probably be sitting well within the top fifteen to twenty, maybe even top fifteen at five and one. And when you're there, it's hard to even if we were to lose at Texas, it's hard to slip out of the top twenty-five because that's a quality opponent. And so there's a lot of good things that come from from playing a prime time game against a good team. And to know that we were a touchdown away from being able to secure a win against a bad school like texas tech uh it is frustrating well and i think in in a hundred percent agree with you like you're right this would have been a primetime game more than likely if they had if they had beaten texas tech and 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 you're right johnson like texas tech is a dumpster fire and i think that was part of the problem uh with us losing that game was we came into that game thinking that as well that texas tech wasn't going to score on us so we don't need to worry that much about it. Well, and, and I couldn't help but sit Saturday night then. I don't know if you caught any of the Oklahoma at Texas Tech game. That game was over after one quarter. And yeah, by right. halftime, I think Oklahoma had somewhere like 48 points. So it just I sat there thinking, man, we should have never lost, you know, went down there and lost. But stuff happens. I'm just glad we bounced back. I think we were all three last week. I mean, I know Guido, you and I picked him to lose. Scoot really poured on a big, uh, a big deficit. Loss, I almost had the score right. Just the wrong way. Just in yeah, the wrong direction. Yeah. But I think we were all three scared that that would, you know, then roll over into this game. Um, and I'm just really happy it didn't. And I think kudos to them. Kudos to coach Brown. I mean, they really bounced back. It was a super solid win. So let's talk about West Virginia, Texas this weekend. As you already said, Johnson, Texas is seven-point favorites right now. Where are we on this game? So the, Texas has been a team this year. The one thing you have to recognize about Texas and, and how they've been this year is Texas likes to give up points this year. So defense is, is not that great on Texas. But on the other end of it, Texas can score points. Uh, they beat Oklahoma State 41-34. to 34. So it wasn't – I mean, it was a shootout. It was a Big 12 – 
It was your eight. It was your typical Big Twelve. Let's see how many points can get up on the board kind of game. Um, I feel like you know if the West Virginia team that played in the second quarter offensively shows up down in Austin next week, that we can do that. We can stay with them. Can we beat them? I don't know, but I think we can stay with them, and I think that's going to be the key for me coming out of this game is I'd like to see us at least stay with Texas, and even if we beat the spread, lose by three, lose by seven, and stay on the spread, like I'll feel good about it. I mean, I'd love a win. I think I'm going to pick Texas to win that game. I'm just worried what will happen is Texas will jump out on us and the offense won't be able to keep up with it. And um, so it's going to be another one of those games is, is – are we going to be able to shut down Ellinger? Are we going to be? Is the defense going to be able to really put a lot of pressure on that quarterback and running game? Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. I've got it right now: Texas forty-one, West Virginia thirty-seven. Yeah, I think for me, that it it makes it difficult, right? Because you've do you do you show up at an away game like we did in Lubbock that I'm still mad about, or do you you know do you play a game like we just saw Saturday? I think the the I think what's on my mind for this Texas game is Sam Ellinger he's mobile he can run um we had some issues with that you know Scoot talked about that if it's a running quarterback do we have issues you know and we K-State really didn't have that going with Will Howard so I you know I think that played in our favor we could collapse a pocket and get pressure on him I think Sam Ellinger is going to be able to move around a whole lot more so that worries me um, but I think we can score on them. I agree with you. I think if the offense plays a solid game, receivers keep playing well, um, we don't turn the ball over, then I agree with you. I think we can put some points on the board. I think probably Ellinger to me is going to be the wild card. Um, I, I'm going to say we come out and, and we, uh, and we surprise them. I'm going to say we come out and surprise them in Austin. And I'm going to say, uh, WVU 38, Texas 35. I like it. I like it. Scooty, is your glass half full or half empty this weekend? uh, I've been kind of down on this team. I'm not, uh, I'm still not a hundred percent sold on, on how things are going. Um, I think I need to see more consistency. I just feel like it's a very inconsistent team. And I guess you get that with, you have growing pains. Um, That being said, uh, the last two times we've been on the road, we've not done well with, uh, the big 12 teams looking back, uh, you know, with Texas tech and Oklahoma state. Um, so I think WVU wins. I think they win 34 to two sad cow hands down 22. I like it. All right. I like it. 34 to 22. Get them horns down. And I think Tony fields is the difference. I think if Tony fields, plays the entire Texas Tech game, I don't know that we lose because I think he would be the guy spying on the quarterback. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think um, having him for a full game against Texas and if Ellinger wants to run, I I believe Tony Fields is up to the challenge. So 34-22, to two sad cow hands because when you got two two cow hands, they look two horns – Two horns, 22. I like it. I like it. I like it. So, all right, we'll see what happens. Game Saturday on ABC at noon, a noon kickoff uh, from Austin against Texas. Guys, let's talk about some other exciting news that came out this past week. WVU basketball 
officially has a schedule. Nice. There's an actual schedule that's out right now. Yeah, so like you can actually look at it. We still got the Bad Boys crossover mowers classic. Uh, happening at the uh, end of this month, and uh, but we've gotten some other games finally announced. Uh, one of which was uh, the first game at the Coliseum this season will be on December second, and it'll be against the powerhouse Youngstown State. Well, now you remember, I think wasn't it last season we went to Youngstown, um, and that was a closer game than may- maybe we remember. But I remember listening to that game, and it was tight. I mean, we had to kind of pull it out at the end, but it was it was actually a very good game. Without looking, what is their mascot? Without looking, I think. <laughs> didn't we do this last uh, year? Did we do this didn't we already do this and we couldn't get it? I yeah, think they're penguins, right? That is correct. They are the penguins. Yeah, I think I remember their penguins. And they wear a scarf with a Y, <laughs> a red and white striped yeah, scarf with a Y. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can see it. Uh, I don't know why they're the penguins. but So uh, that's that's the first game at Coliseum. We're supposed to have a Big East game that still is yet to be announced uh, what team it'll be on December Saturday, December 5th. And then we kind of get into... Uh, a little bit more of the meat of the schedule. Robert Morse and Richmond, who we already knew, they'll both be coming the 9th and the 13th of December to Morgantown. And then, oddly enough, this is this is a COVID year, so this is what happens. We start December 18th at the Coliseum. We start some Big 12 conference play. Now, so, that Big East game, that's got to be – I mean, I think if I'm WVU, I'm doing everything I can to lobby for like a um, – Maybe not a char a charter member of the Big East. I don't want yeah, so Creighton. I, I don't want you know. I don't want any I, of these. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you that specific question, Scoot. So in the reconfigured Big East, I don't who want would Xavier. You want that Big East Ooh. game to be against me personally? I'd love to Georgetown? see Georgetown. Yeah, I think I'd like Georgetown. Um, I feel like we've seen Villanova recently. Yeah. I want Georgetown. Or, or UConn. I want Georgetown or UConn. I think the thing that you have to think about with this team, with this is, it, I think it'll have to be regional. Like they'll have to make some decisions about who they're going to take based on travel and regionality of it a little bit. So Georgetown, it is. Guido. I know. I'm just saying. Or Xavier, they could try to throw us Xavier. But it would be interesting. It'd be interesting to see uh, who else that we uh, we might get there. I mean, you're not your uh, Marquette wouldn't be terrible. I mean, I'd be okay with Marquette. Uh, I guess. I mean, it would just give Scoot more reason to complain about um, the year that Crowder wins the player of the year instead of our boy. Uh, I don't think it'll be St. John's. St. John's was last year, right? Was that last year, St. John's? That was last year. St. John's, that was that awful game last year that we should have won, and we got the weirdo call at the end of the game. I'd take Providence. I like Providence, but nobody else does. I would take a Providence. No, Georgetown would be fun. Yeah, I would love I would to see like it. That. Especially with Patrick Georgetown. Ewing. Yeah. So we, uh, yeah, we jump right in. We travel to Lawrence December 22nd, just before Christmas on a Tuesday. We travel to the Allen Fieldhouse to play Kansas. So that'll be a big game. And then we get into sort of the normal January and February that we're used to. Um, they've just spread games out a little bit more. So very few uh, three game weeks. Uh, I think it's pretty much all, you know, Monday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. You don't see any of those really, uh, weird midweek games that you sometimes get, um, with the final game of the season, uh, or final game of the conference season being back in Morgantown against K state. So we're going to have to wait guys all the way till the end of February to hear Bruce Weber 
screaming in the Coliseum. <laughs> hate to tell you that. I'm going to make a prediction uh, here. If if we win the Bad Boy Mowers crossover in South Dakota Classic, yes, I think um, I think we will be a top five team going into Big. 12 play which would make that kansas game even more important i was gonna say top 10 but you think top five i think top five because i think the field is good enough in that big boy bad boy big boy crossover classic mowers classic mowers big boy (laughs) bad boy crossover bad boy would be like puffy combs yes and and mace yes and big that's so right. the bad boy classic, um, mowers, I, mowers crossover, crossover in South Dakota. Um, I think <laughs> South that Dakota. Those are good teams, and we're a top five team because we're gonna we're gonna we should dust up that other part of the schedule there. They they are selling tickets, so you can go to Sioux City and go to the Pentagon, and, and which is what they call the place that they're playing the pentagon which is very confusing for people if they're thinking of the like the washington dc pentagon um you can go there and see a limited amount of seats are being sold obviously with social distancing and and all of that but definitely um definitely can go see some basketball so this starts november 25th at the pentagon i'm excited sanford they call it the sanford pentagon of course they do in sioux city all right well listen guys let's take a break we'll come back with the best and only game show on our West Virginia sports podcast. It's a little game we like to call Bluff the Fluffs. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Vortech Knives is a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in high-quality steel, fast-opening, everyday carrying knives. If you go to VortechKnives.com today and use the code G-Y-E-O, you get a 25% discount on your entire order. That's Vortech, V-O-R-T-E-K, Knives.com, a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in fast-opening, high-quality, everyday carry knives. Vortech Knives. All right, everybody, welcome back to Got Your Ears On, Guido, along with Scoot and Johnson. Don't forget, you can find us on the social media. Look for us on Instagram and Twitter at Got Your Ears, and you can also look for us on Facebook. Just search Got Your Ears On, and we'll be there. Boys, it's time for Bluff the Fluffs, everybody's favorite game show on a West Virginia University sports podcast. And Johnson won last week because he has more knowledge of this 2020 football team than Scoot does. Yes, we confirmed it. Fact. Hashtag fact. Fact. Right, Scoot? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scoot, you're such a sore loser sometimes. He doesn't like to lose. I don't think he's a sore loser. He just plus he doesn't like that he has to then show up every like the next week and me remind and you remind that he may have lost. I think that's the part he doesn't enjoy. So, Johnson, you when you were in um when you were in college, what was your major? Uh, I was an industrial engineering major. That's right. That's right. Okay. And uh, and Scoot, you were an education major, but what was your specialty in education? Uh, history. History. Uh, history. History. All right. So this week, guys, you know, it's a big week this week in the world. We're not going to talk politics, but, but we'll do a little bit on our show here. We're going to learn a little bit about presidents that played sports. All right. Okay. 
So sports that presidents played. Okay. Interesting. I feel good about this. As always, remember, a, a correct answer is worth five points. A steal is worth 10 points. Final bluff is worth 25 points. Before we started, we do the same thing every week where we flip a coin to see who gets to go first. And Johnson, back on top, getting to go first. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Maybe. Johnson, first question to you. While attending Harvard, Teddy Roosevelt competed at what sport? Mm. Was it football, boxing, tennis, or bowling? Guido, I feel like... Teddy Roosevelt was a boxer. That's correct. For five points, Teddy Roosevelt was a boxer when he was at Harvard University. Very good, Johnson, and congratulations on taking an early lead. Scoot, mm-hmm. this next question is back to you. This president played in two college baseball World Series as a first baseman. Was it John Kennedy, Bill Clinton, George H.W. Bush or Lyndon Johnson? This is a slam dunk, Guido. He played at Yale. It was George H.W. Bush. That's correct. Correct answer right there. Good job, guys. You know your uh, presidential Softball. Scoot. <laughs> that was a softball. No, actually baseball. It's baseball. All right, Johnson, back to you. All tied up, five points apiece. And this question is to you. What sport... Did Jimmy Carter play while he was at the Naval Academy? Was it baseball, cross-country running, swimming, or water polo? Oh, this is tough because the only thing I know about Jimmy Carter is that he was a peanut farmer. So I really, I'm not really sure. I'm going to go, tell me my first two choices again, Guido. Baseball. Cross-country running, swimming, or water polo? Ugh. I'm going to go with baseball. Mm. Sorry. That's incorrect. Scoot, over to you for 10 points in the steal. Oddly enough, because I would not put him as physically fit, and I feel you need to be very physically fit in order to play this sport, I'm going to go with water polo. Mm. Sorry. No. He was a cross-country runner, oh. a national championship cross-country oh, wow. runner for okay. the Naval Academy. I did not All right, that. nobody gets any points there, and we're back to Scoot. Scoot, while playing football for Army at West Point, this president played against Jim Thorpe, the famous Jim Thorpe, mm. and was a linebacker. Was it Dwight Eisenhower, Ulysses S. Grant, John Kennedy, or Harry Truman? Mm. Well, there's two that are not it. Uh, he said, uh, ooh, that's tough. Jim Thorpe. I am going to go with, ugh. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with a smart play, even though it's probably wrong. I'm going to go with Dwight Eisenhower. That's a correct answer. It was. It was Eisenhower. I wanted you to say U.S. Grant. That was not so bad. That too. one was an easy no. That was. That Guido's was... like uh, Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I just wanted to see if I could catch him. All right, Scoot, that's uh, five points right there for you. You now take the lead 10 to 5 over Johnson & Johnson. This next question is back to you. This president was a linebacker and a long snapper who won two national championships with the University of Michigan Wolverines. Was it 
Richard Nixon, Lyndon Johnson, Gerald Ford, or Ronald Reagan? I think the answer, Guido, is Gerald Ford. That's correct. He was on the 1932 and 1933 National Championship Michigan Wolverine teams. He also uh, almost was uh, very close to playing in the NFL, so... That's uh, you never would have thought Gerald Ford was that good of a football player. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was. So we're all tied up, ten points apiece. Nice Johnson with a correct answer there. And Scoot, the final question before final bluff comes back to you. So let's see if you can get a little bit of a lead going into the final bluff here. This president played on his high school basketball team and won their state championship his senior year. Was it George W. Bush, Bill Clinton? Barack Obama or Donald Trump? Ooh, I am going to get, I've got two, two in my mind. I know he's a big basketball fan. I'm going to go Barack Obama because he's a big basketball fan. That's a correct answer. Now, if you ask Donald Trump, I bet you he would have said that he won the high state high school basketball championship. Yes. But uh, yeah, Barack Obama was on his, and what, and I forget where in Hawaii he, he went to, High school, but he was on his high school state championship team. But aren't there only like four high schools in Hawaii, probably, wouldn't you say? Uh, probably. I mean, wouldn't you be in the high school state championships every in year? In the tournament, at least. You're in the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Right? right? All right. Scoot takes a small lead right now, 15 to 10 over Johnson, going into final bluff. Guys, as always, we ask you to come up with your own buzzers for final bluff. That's worth 25 points here. So, Scoot, what's your buzzer this week? Johnson. Whoa, okay. <laughs> That's going to confuse me, by the way, just just so you know. Johnson, what's your buzzer this week? Tonkery. All right, a little shout-out to Dylan Tonkery and his pick six. All right, here we go. The NCAA didn't exist, but what sport was Abraham Lincoln known to be dominant in with only one recorded defeat in his 12-year career? Was it boxing, rowing, Wrestling or golf? Johnson. Uh, Scoot. Uh, that. <laughs> what do you got for an I, I think my guess is going to be wrestling. I think he was a wrestler. Yes. Scoot with the win for 25 points in the correct answer. Yes. Abraham Lincoln was a wrestler. Only lost once in his 12 year career Scoot, of wrestling. Very long legged wrestler. Do you yeah. think he called it wrestling? I bet he did. He's from Illinois. I bet that's what they call it in Illinois. We we before we end this, we have to come up with a quick like what would his his wrestling name wrestling name be? Yeah, what would his wrestling name be? Ooh, I mean, honest. Do you think Abe, he'd be but, like you know with honest Abe with the Emancipator? <laughs> I think that's a good his one. Finest, yeah. His final move yeah. was the Emancipator. Yeah, the you Emancipator. Think he, he could carry like a. Like a log cabin beam, like hacksaw. Gym. Yeah, I feel like every episode yeah. I make a hacksaw. Perhaps gym he reference. unrolls a scroll on somebody's forehead, <laughs> and then it's the Emancipator, and then he signs it and leaves it on their body. He comes he's... out to the ring with like one of those tall, like tall hats Stove on. Top, that you yeah, always... stovepipe yeah. hat. I think yeah. the Emancipator. He he finishes him off with the Emancipator. Drops a scroll on them and then signs it and leaves it on their body as they ring <laughs> gives, the bell. He gives, he, he gives them the address. That's what he does. Yeah, that's he, right. The Gettysburg address. He addresses. He gives them. them the address. He drops the emancipator and then gives them the address. That's right. He gives them four scores. 
and then the Emancipator. All right. Well, congratulations, Scoot, on the win. You now have 10 wins. So Johnson's got 12. You've got 10. Closing the gap, Scoot. That's right. Uh, anytime it is nonsensical trivia, I'm your guy. <laughs> There you go. So next week we'll do sports. You'll lose. I will lose, and, then and I'll come I'll back. Do yeah, so it'll be just back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, listen, let's take a break. We'll come back with a segment that comes from Scoot's brains to your ears. It's a segment we call, I Can't Believe My Ears. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Tactical Legion Knives, a West Virginia-owned and operated company that specializes in heavy-duty tactical knives and gear for the professional warrior, the weekend warrior, and the outdoor warrior. Our products are built tough. For who? For warriors. Hey, Mountaineer fans, make sure you go on Amazon and search Tactical Legion Knives. And when you do, make sure you put in the promo code 25TOBRADIO for Tob Radio you'll get 25% off on Tactical Legion Knives. All right, welcome back to Guy Your Ears On, Guido with Scoot and Johnson. Don't forget, check out our website, GuyYourEarsOn.com. It's the place where you can find the merch and all the information about us, right, Johnson? Yeah, all the links are there. So when you go to uh, GuyYourEarsOn.com, you can see the uh, links to the merch store. If you click on it, it'll take you there, and you can just start ticking off your Christmas list, Guido. And then you can also find... The latest show, we'll put the notes up to everything we talked about with all the links right in there and probably some stuff we didn't even uh, we didn't even get to. So check it out. Yeah, definitely. Check it out. GotYourEarsOn.com. Every week, folks, we take the locks and we pull the key and we let Scoot go out onto the internet and he finds stuff and he brings it back. And it's a segment that we call, I can't believe my ears. What do you got for us this week, Scoot? Well, I got a couple things. Uh, first of all, I want to touch on a quick update on a previous can't believe my ears. Uh, I believe we talked about a beefalo on the loose in Connecticut. Oh yeah, we did. Uh, did. my sources have told me and and have confirmed that the beefalo has never been found (laughs) still on the loose. Do you think it's still alive? Has it been seen or is it like, do you think it's like dead in the woods somewhere? It could be a, a, a tale of farm to table. Somebody could have yeah. killed it and has eaten it already. But I mean, um, I feel like it's a pretty formidable animal, Guido. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's still just running amok. Do you think they adapt to the woods? Maybe. I'm just saying, if I'm sitting in my backyard and a beefalo comes strolling in, I don't think my first reaction is going to be, "Hey, let's get a gun and shoot it so yeah, we can eat tonight." Right. Like, Me either. I mean, I'm I, you know, I'm not a frontiersman, like. <laughs> You're not I'm a guy on a buffalo. I got you. No, I'm not a guy on a buffalo. Uh, so, okay, so the beefalo is still on the loose. And right. kind of along with that, uh, this isn't really my can't believe my ears, but I did want to touch on a quick story that uh, is coming hot out of Morgantown and that there was a bear in Milan Pushkar Stadium. Are you familiar with that story? I saw this. I saw this yes. story. Yeah, I saw video and, and, and different things of this. Very odd that there was a bear. I don't know how a bear gets loose in that location and it looked like it wasn't a full-size bear it looked like a bear cub when Correct. i saw the video it just looked like a little little cub guy in, guy. in the game maybe looking for the baseball stadium maybe maybe for the baseball yes stadium. the black bears yes maybe it was a mascot maybe. gone gone wild and it was inside the gates the 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 video i saw that it was like you know near one of the concession areas just kind of walking around the trash cans so like if if texas has bevo right 
could the West Virginia Black Bears have like uh, Bart or Bruno? Bruno the Black Bear? I like that. I like Bruno. Yeah, I could get on board with that. So maybe that's what we start calling that bear is Bruno. Yeah, I like it. Okay, so I'm going to transition now to our actual camp. Leave my ears. I just wanted to touch on some some interesting wildlife stories. Yeah, we appreciate the wildlife update. Just priming the pump. Yeah, just priming right. the pump, um, Scoot. Okay, I'm going to give you guys a number, and I would like you to tell me if it's if if you should guess over or under this number. Okay, the number right. is two. All right. Do you think over or under, Guido? I mean, there's been a, so not uh, knowing I'm, what we're talking, not about. knowing what we're talking about. You just, I'm just want guessing us to over, go under? over under. Yeah. I'll take over. Okay. Johnson, does that mean you're forced to take the under? I guess, I, I guess I'm falling into <laughs> okay. the under camp. Uh, both of you are strapping young lads, um, and you seem very physically fit. Would you agree with that? Uh, wholeheartedly. No, but I appreciate the comment. <laughs> so Johnson says yes. <laughs> Guido says no. Uh, I'm going to guess the under on two, the number of pull-ups that the three of us could do in a minute. <laughs> Oh, in a minute. When was the last time you you performed a pull up, Guido? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, me too. Like decades. Uh, that's probably fair. Johnson, that's somewhere in there. Yeah, probably. It was definitely pre thirty years old. Decades plus, I'd say. I just haven't had a reason. Now this is this is no disrespect to Guido, but Johnson, you you strike me as a guy that probably could bang out a couple of pull ups. In elementary school, <laughs> would that be fair? In elementary, elementary school, middle school, yes. maybe you could. You got that presidential. What was the presidential uh, fitness yeah, award? Maybe you got some, you some pull ups, like five pull ups in uh, like thirty seconds. I or could manage was. some pull ups. What if yes. I told you I was a straight hang? I was on that thing. I was a straight <laughs> hang. You hang for the thirty <laughs> seconds and do your time and get off. Right? I don't know that I ever completed one pull up. Yeah. Do, you, do you think you've ever completed a pull up in your you life? No, I have since then. And that's with your feet still touching the ground. Well, right, Scoot? I would, school? of course, like every good uh, athlete, you would try to count that jump as your first pull up, even right. though it was just yes. a jump. It really wasn't yeah. the pull up. It was yeah, right. Jump and bend my arm so it looks like I've pulled myself up. And you're like, one. Well, the story I have this week is that we have a Guinness Book of World Records holder from West Virginia, and it's a female, and she did, she broke the world record for pull-ups in a minute. Okay. Now, can we guess first? Well, sure, but let me give you a little backstory. All right. Uh, I believe she and her husband were originally from uh, Arizona or Colorado, somewhere out west, and they had recently moved to Morgantown just prior to the pandemic hitting. Okay. Um, to Does living in Arizona automatically make you better at doing pull-ups? Uh, I think it makes you physically fit. Almost everybody from Arizona is in good shape. Okay. I mean, that's okay. just how it is. I don't know. Any, any out-of-shape Arizonian. <laughs> is that what they're called? Like an Amazonian? They're an Arizonian? Arizonian? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Feels so, right. Uh, they moved. I believe the husband got a job. Um, either instructing or setting up a like indoor climbing facility, like a rock climbing, kind of like a, what you would see at the rec center where they've yeah. got that climbing mm-hmm. area. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, during the pandemic, though, of course, things were shut down. So she and her husband, much like uh, us and our spouses, got into some 
physical fitness challenges. Yeah, I mean, that's like a Tuesday night. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, right. yeah so that's what you do. They started busting do. out 100 pull ups a day, you know, like, ain't nothing big here. I mean, that's no big shakes here. We, we, uh, you know, <laughs> I got me and the missus, we're doing, uh, 10 minute planks and yeah i was getting ready to say you got to get people to stop planking but once you do that then you bust out right some we do that for a while and um sometimes we're you know just constantly crunching things so <laughs> we uh we have this lady 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 she's 45 her name is rupa hewlett she beat the Guinness Book of World Records because she was doing all these pull-ups. She thought she could beat the record for pull-ups in a minute. What do you think she did? Pull-ups okay. in a minute. In a minute. In a minute. Pull-ups in a minute. Johnson, I, this is going to be... I, see, I feel like the number... I've got to try to guess a realistic number because like, this number is either... I, I could guess like some astronomically high number and it wouldn't be it. Like It's, it's got to be like 35 pull-ups in a minute. No, I... I'm thinking, I'm just trying to do like, I'm <laughs> trying to do one pull up. How many, no, but like, how long would it take someone that's really adept at doing pull ups to do a pull up? The form, I'm going to tell you, the form has to be correct because that was a big. It's got to be at least, you got to be at least a second. Right. Like, so, so I'm saying like, like, let's, let's say like two seconds. Right. Two to three seconds per pull up. So then you, but I'm saying Guido, that's like 180 pull-ups. I'm going to go, I'm going to go like 160 pull-ups. No, wait, wait, wait. Let me hear your math again. Wait, I want to hear his math again. Do your math for me again. 60 seconds in a minute. All right. Two or three seconds per pull-up. Two or, th two or three per pull-up. Okay. Where's the math? Do the math. Let's hear the math. Do it out loud. Write it out if you have to. I just lost my train. I just lost my train of thought. So if you're, if you, if it's, <laughs> welcome to math class on Got Your Ears. You get sixty seconds, and you're doing one pull up every two seconds. Let's just say two seconds. Yeah, I'm going the wrong way. So you're, <laughs> so you're sticking thirty five. I I'm feel like that's 35. too low of a number, though. I, I'm gonna go. That's where I came up with it. Well, I'm gonna say forty five. Took us a long time to get there, Scoot. I'm so sorry. Very sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm tired. Time. I'm tired. Like, and Scoot's usually on me because math is my thing. It is his thing. I'm like, letting you. I let you it allowed to use Excel worksheets for this. I let it slide. You weren't allowed to use I'm, an Excel I'm worksheet tired. for. Get your TI eighty one out. Um, which is a, a crock. Can we be? Can we be fair for a second? To force Americans, American high school kids, to own a TI eighty one. When I was in high school, I still have my TI eighty one. I'll get it out right now. It is ridiculous. The only thing I did with that, I still don't know how to use it. It's still got all these buttons. I don't know oh, what they do. Scoot, I know how to use. We that, would baby. we would play games. You could somehow get games on your graphing thing. That that was the only value the TI eighty one program all kinds of stuff had in to me. I would be better off with an <laughs> abacus. All right. Anyway. All right. So anyway. Uh. So thirty was the previous record. Okay. Okay. All right, 30 was the previous record. Rupa broke the record with 34 pull-ups in a minute. Wow. Nice. I was 34 so 34 pull-ups in a minute. That's uh, How long would it take the three of us to do 34 correct form pull-ups? Correct form pull-ups. Six pull -ups. years. It'd yeah. be about six years. For Somewhere like, between six to seven years, I would say. <laughs> I think I could do... What is a correct... Could she go like... Over or under? Like what's I think, I think what's the under is a chin up. Yeah. Under over is a pull up. Oh over okay. is a pull up. Oh yeah. okay. Yeah. That makes sense. All so right. I think realistically I could probably knock out here we go. 
a very solid number in a minute. I could probably bust out three. <laughs> three three <laughs> good pull-ups in a minute. I could maybe manage three. Are you? Do you have to remain hanging the whole time? I think or yes. Are you allowed to like? Yeah, you can't do three jumps like he was. Yeah, no, about. you gotta you gotta hang the whole time. See, and it's so you you wait, including hanging, Scoot. In one minute, you think you can do three pull-ups? Yes, it's not so much my massive arms that are the problem. It's the heavy underbody that I have below the pull-up. That is the issue. It's not so much if if I weighed what I would like to weigh, I could maybe get five. But because I weigh what I do weigh, three is a realistic number in a minute. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It take me a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just edit out the part where I did the math wrong? No, because I'm so disappointed in myself. <laughs> we were like, uh, even I, who what? is very bad at math, was kind of like Johnson's. Like, what's well, going to take him two, well. maybe two and a half seconds each? So, so 153. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> so by my calculations, <laughs> three thousand eight hundred twenty-two. Typically, it takes a nanosecond to really do one pull-up. So right. once we typically, get... <laughs> they are Flash Gordon. West Virginia has a world record holder. Yeah, and it's not me yet with the sponges to the face. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I will break that seen. record now that we've got a uh, a friend of the show, Seabass, uh, in close proximity. The sponges to the face will be taking place very soon. Oh yeah, yes. could be a very good pandemic quarantine activity he'll help you on most efficient placement oh man he'll have a so. you want to talk about spreadsheets we'll we'll have blueprints we will have impact scatter plot he might actually design like something to like actually do the work like yes. he might design something a to throw the sponges way to, yes throw sponges yes the sponges will all be aerodynamic Yes. To cut down on wind resistance. Yeah. We'll have He'll it. do sponge research. Definitely. So, Scoot, I feel like four pull-ups is like obliterating that record. I mean. Right? I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, seeing as four is more than what I could do right now in a minute. So, yes, <laughs> that would be obliterating it. Now, I feel like this person, this this lovely lady who beat, who beat this world record, there's she's got to be like five Beast foot man. one and 95 pounds. Well, she's probably very, very short. Because typically, for whatever reason, short people are very good at pull-ups. I don't know why I that is. I thought you were going to say people from Arizona. Were well, very they short, also are typically that too. Arizonians are very short and physically fit. <laughs> I feel like none of this is true about Arizona. I feel yeah. like you know nothing about. I've never Arizona. been there, like so I, all I've got is pictures. Broad, broad sweeping statements. All I've got about... is pictures and stories. So uh, and yeah. and now that I know this lady's from Arizona and she can do all these pull-ups, that's got to be true. But it's got to be true. She was also Definitely. she does have a bodybuilder past, so there is a okay. little bit of like uh, preconceived, like not preconceived, preconditioned, preconditioned past, I guess. Where you know doing pull ups is probably not that big a deal to her, like it would be to you and me. And then you throw in the fact that her husband is running some sort of rock climbing thing. I feel like that's all that is is pull ups. I mean, I'm I know there's some leg work involved, but a lot of it is pull up based. Which is why I don't climb things. When was the last time you guys climbed something? I, uh, I climb in the bed every night. I mean, I don't... A, la a ladder, maybe? I, la I, mean, I climb ladders, I guess. I'm up a ladder a good amount. There's no tree climbing or anything, Scoot. I don't... Yeah, I don't climb anything. I try not to. Scoot's like, you stay grounded. When's the last time you climbed a ladder, Scooty? 
It's been a little while. It's been a little while. Uh, Who cleans your gutters? How do you get your gutters clean? Well, I get, well, here, funny story. Uh, I I don't necessarily go up a ladder. I go I go out my daughter's window, okay. uh, which makes for a very awkward look. Uh, I'm sure the neighbors, anyone driving by is probably wondering why this uh, very muscular, very handsome six foot four body <laughs> is half sandwiched into a window in awkward being risked. Yeah. Like why? This, what is wrong with this man? And why? Why are his knees in his throat? It's very awkward. I feel like uh, what a praying mantis must feel like or something. I don't know. I feel like I'm just <laughs> all knees when I try to climb in and out of a window. Every week, every week, Scoot, I ask what's wrong with you, and I still haven't I figured it out. So I've got a lot of things wrong. We know. Yeah. It'll take some time. It'll, take, it'll definitely take me some time. Do a couple time. pull-ups and then get back to me. <laughs> all right. I will do. <laughs> See, talk to you in a couple years. <laughs> All right, guys, we should probably wrap up this week's show. We appreciate everybody listening. WVU wins this week, beats K-State 37-10, to and we travel to Austin next week to play the Texas Longhorns. So uh, check that out. That's Saturday at noon on ABC. West Virginia is 4-2 overall, 3-2 and in the Big 12 Conference. We'll be back next week with another show. Don't forget, like and subscribe. Find us online. You can look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Got Your Ears. And find us on Facebook and check out our website, gotyourearson.com. Don't forget that merch. Yeah, and pick up that merch, man. Christmas is coming. Get those Christmas orders in. Bing, bing, bing. We're selling like crazy hotcakes. Was that a cash register? Ding, ding, bang, bang. <laughs> click, click, click. <laughs> that sounds like we're <laughs> metal pans. It's like some sort of weird New Year's. Beep, 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 Non-major credit cards? What's a non-major credit card? Like a diner's club? Do they still do that? Yeah, like Deli Savalas. We don't take. We don't yeah. take that. Remember that? Those commercials are so weird. Yeah. So we don't take uh, that. I mean, I would think we would take all the others. I mean, I guess. I think we take all the others. I, I mean, don't know. I don't run it. You can't it. go with your Lowe's card and try to buy something off our merch. No, right. you, can't, you can't use your Lowe's. Yeah, we no. don't. We don't accept uh, your McDonald's gift cards. We either, don't so. match competitors' coupons. We don't have any competitors. Nobody else is selling Got Your Ears on stuff, so That's it works right. out well for us. Cornered the market. Cornered the market. So definitely check that out on our website, gotyourearson.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week. You've been listening to Got Your Ears On. <laughs>